welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Joining me this evening, uh, I've got a, a an old buddy of mine uh, that I used to work at Metro Market with once upon a time. Uh, he was the demo boy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the demo boy. The demo boy. Um, he... Uh, He's uh, now based in Madison. Uh, he's a model. Uh, his brand is called Ugly Boy. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his passions, his creativity, and why he does what he does. He is a friend and supporter of the show. Thank you for joining me, Jack Greenwood. How's it going, Ben? Long time no see. Yes, very long time. Too long. Um, it's been like two years or so. It's been almost exactly two years, which is really really crazy to me <laughs> yeah i can't believe it's been that long already yeah um i think the last time i saw Trendsetter? you oh yeah yeah we got a little sake there I yeah. Say I'm, I'm, yeah ben and i were just talking about how i'm trend setting by bringing sake out of the show for the first time damn yeah yeah you are uh, i wish i could have i wish i could like join you through the computer screen right now to have some but right. I'm sticking with the classic, uh, the college brew here. Nothing wrong with the Miller Lite, my friend. You're in the right place. Hey, take me through the vid chat me. Digitally, uh, uh, you know, cheers me. Oh, yeah. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> right. Um, I've only also, I've only had sake like maybe once or twice my whole life. Uh, I only recently got into it, and now it's like a mini obsession because it's cheap and it's strong. And... Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I know it's like big. It's Japanese, right? So like it's big with like sushi. Yeah, yeah. It's rice wine. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. yeah. It's uh, rice wine. They like put melon in it and rose petals and all sorts of stuff. So <laughs> that's colorful. Hell yeah. Um, well. Um, Man, it's, yeah, the last time I saw you, Jack, was like, I want to say it was that jazz gallery thing we did where you played like a brief acoustic guitar set. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, someone's, like the Will Frang band's yeah, opening yeah, yeah. night or something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I was like the opener to the opener in that art gallery. Yes. Yeah. That was the last time I yeah. saw it. Um, but, that was uh, awesome, dude. That was a good time. Yeah, it was fun for what it was. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, you know, our passions, our um, directions have changed since then. You're, you were doing music back then, uh, but um, you have <laughs> shifted your focus uh, elsewhere. I've been modeling for the past two years. Um, Mostly just meeting people online, uh, hobby photographers, my friends, um, and then some professional shooting, uh, which frankly is tapered off, uh, but trying to get back into something like that soon. Um, you know, always trying to shoot with new people, uh, stay fresh and, you know, develop my own aesthetic identity along the way. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and. Well, we're going to talk about uh, everything you got going on now, but uh, 
we got to take it back first. So what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. As I mentioned before, Jack, um, you have been um, a friend of mine for a long time. It's been, we've been friends for like four years or so. And uh, we met, yeah, working at Metro Market. And uh, <laughs> I just remember oh my yeah, God. you were the guy that was walking around with like the cream puffs. Uh, and you just give everyone who worked there samples throughout, throughout the shifts. And um, that was like my first time. My only job was not to do that, by the way. Yeah. My only job was like not to give the food that we made back to us. Yeah. Uh, like my one directive was just like give food to customers and I couldn't do that. So I would just give it to you guys. Well, I mean, in your defense, like all the managers used to like snatch samples too. So like, you know, they mm. were, I used they to were, uh, they were culpable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, so I, I remember back then you were doing music. Um, so I know. Yeah. So Jack, you're from Stoughton originally, correct? Uh, yep, I was born in Illinois, um, and then I grew up in the lacrosse area, for lack of a better way of saying I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and then uh, went to high school in Stoughton, and yeah. Sure, and here I am. Here, there you <laughs> are. So you went, um, you went to UWM for like a year. Um, yep. Yeah, and um, so what like what uh did you envision originally like yourself like when you were a kid i guess we'll start here when you're a kid what did you want to be growing up um i was always when I, even even when i was a little kid like all throughout the years you know i always wanted to be a teacher i was really into teaching um education you know i really fucked with school like I, I don't know why. I, I don't really know why. Maybe I just had excellent teachers. Um, no, that's, that's definitely why. Uh, shout out Mr. Schneider. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I guess I, I wasn't thinking very creatively. Like I wasn't really, you know, developed. So I didn't really think like, what are my talents applicable to, you know? Um, but yeah, my, and my parents, you know, they, they encouraged that kind of thing. But when I was, you know, my dream was to be a singer. So I, I've been singing and playing guitar for many years, and I, I still do do that. Uh, it's just not really, like, something I put on. I put on performance on blast anymore. So <laughs> um, I guess I just became sensitive about it. I became kind of sheltered about it and uh, definitely play less, but... You know, you never, you never give anything like that up for real, ever, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know a lot of uh, musicians that think they're done with music, but they're not done with music. You're never done with music. Right, and you don't have to, you know, you don't really have to have a, a, a big project or that one show, you know. Um, at 23, I'm just like, what I can get done, I'd love to get done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I'd say you're doing pretty well, um, branded and everything at 23. Like that's that is commendable. Um, 
that was my first yeah. yeah my first brand was at 23 like this show started last year when i was 23 i feel like 23 is a good year to like start a brand right <laughs> ugly boy is just kind of a moniker like it's more just like a a stage name for yeah. for my modeling gig but there's no there's no real like clothes involved i do a lot of second sale and like and 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 thrifting but you know <laughs> i wish i had design talent but you know gotta go to school for that all right so but when you go, did go a lot of so when you did go to ewm what did you study in that year that you were there um, English is a second language. I really wanted to, you know, teach, teach abroad. So, um, yeah, I wasn't even doing horribly. I just was going through a lot personally and with my family and let it get to my head and then took a hiatus that turned into not going back to school, which is a shame, honestly. And then you left and you, you went back to Madison. Yeah. Um, I, you know, struggled with addiction in a very young age, um, which is something I guess I'm talking about right now. Um, yeah. And it really struck me uh, at, a, at a bad time in my life, um, despite all the generosity and, and love I had, you know, had for my family. Um, so I had to move home and ended up going to therapy and after therapy and getting sober in that way, uh, I, you know, found a new home in Madison, even though I wanted to make Milwaukee my city, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that's totally okay. Um, you know, I, you have to do, you have to take those necessary steps for yourself to be in that right headspace. And I mean, I've been through that as well myself. Yeah, yeah. I've been in therapy for a long time myself and have been, you know, I like, yeah, and there's plenty of things you got to walk away from to find your peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people too. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's totally va- valid or certain places you like to hang out at. So um, it's like, Back when, I do remember when you were in Milwaukee, you were, you were in a project. I, I remember I used to listen to your song on Red Afternoon all the time. Oh my God, wait, wait, wait. I barely remember how that song went. It's that song that's uh, like, Boys Will Be Boys. Oh my God. I, yeah, that was with... um. Jessica. That was like, that's gotta be three or four years ago, Ben. Holy shit, that's a long time ago. And uh, our band, which was like a dorm wannabe rock band that we were recording, Kira was recording on their equipment um, called Jester, which I cannot believe I was ever in a dorm core band called Jester. That's a sentence I also never thought I would say out loud, but here we are. We're facing facing truth. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I remember you you came out with that song, and I just remember really liking it. Um, Yeah, that was a good song. That was one song that was really good. Yeah, it was. It was very poignant. 
Um, it was very like, you know, Rock. yeah, it was convicted. Uh, you dropped some other stuff, uh, solo. Uh, I remember you, Let's Eat Cake. That was another one of your songs. Yeah, that song, that song um, with Jerron Leviston, uh, who's a music teacher and a producer on the east side of Madison. Um, yeah, he and his wife actually invited me over after a potluck and were like, man, we have to make a, like an R&B pop album, like a hip hop pop album together. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea how to do that, but I will help you. Let's do it together. Nice. Um, so that was Let's Eat Cake and Get Out. I remember Get Out with Jerron. Yeah. Uh, we recorded that like uh, smoking in his living room and like talking about life and hanging out with this old Labrador retriever. Um, that was a great time. That was actually... Uh, uh, a, a fond memory from Milwaukee. And I don't have a lot of fond memories from Milwaukee, so. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, because I always knew you as the musician, and now you're the ugly boy model. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you, um, I guess I'd love to just hear a little bit about, like, um, you know, when you came back, when you came to Madison, like, how would you eventually um develop into this into you know the, the the modeling and the the brand that is you now like tell me about the process and how that all came to be right um i guess it was just kind of it, i just it was accidental because you never when you first start doing it you definitely are just taking photos right you're just taking photos either you're taking the photos or your friends are or someone that you've partnered with uh, and is, are paying, like you're just shooting photos and building a portfolio up. Um, but after, you know, dozens and dozens of photos with some good friends uh, in the beginning, like I, I thought like, I've got a look, I've got a look and I wanna show it to people and I wanna shoot with a variety of people and, and, and help promote brands and ideas through that and use social media, which I definitely became fixated on and, and latched onto as a, like a vehicle to meet other creatives and to share my work. Um, you know, the whole website, Instagram, kit and caboodle, trying to get um, signed by agencies, uh, definitely put a lot more gas into that when I first was shooting um and now i've just kind of bodied it as uh, an ongoing hobby so you know getting paid gigs is one thing definitely had like uh, a golden time for that especially when i was really briefly and i mean really briefly in los angeles right. um oh yeah i remember that I do remember yeah, you yeah, went yeah. out to LA for a bit. I yeah. talked to you about that actually, like so briefly. You were like, "What's your plan?" Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck if I know. I'm just gonna go to LA for a little while. Like, <laughs> that was like a year ago when I wanted you to be on the show back then. And right. yeah, you like, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are, and I got you. So. Right. I'm. I'm in the trap now. So funny. Yeah. So. um what, where did Ugly Boy come from? 
Uh, that's a long story. So, um, you know, when you're a teenager, no matter who you are, you struggle with your image, right? Yeah. You just don't, even if you're, you know, attractive in the, in the conventional sense, you know, that's just a very tough time for anyone. And mm-hmm. back then I had like a lot of body hatred, like verbalized body hatred. Um, and, you know, that lingering pain in my young adult life um, and struggling with, you know, how I looked, which was, uh, I don't know how to describe it, basically just not liking the skin I'm in. Um, and that, that kind of, that finally washed away with just validation and love from, you know, partners and from my peers. Uh, and the modeling, definitely taking photos all the time and, and, and shooting with new people. Uh, you know, the, just the conversations you have and the relationships you build with your shooters and the places you go, you just have a, a, a more nuanced opinion yeah. about uh, beauty and, and, and self. Yeah. Um, so when I finally came to terms with it, I was like, wow, I, I used to really think I was such an ugly boy. Like I was so, I would tell myself I'm so ugly. And, and for a boy, like I, I, would, I would specify that, that, that masculine, that toxic masculinity, like, man, you're just not manly enough. You don't look physically manly enough or like a boy should, like a, like a young man should. And that was just all based off of, you know, trauma and, 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 and people uh, trying to tell you and, and, and stole you on what you look like and media, et cetera. You know, I'm not going to grandstand on it, but um, so that's, that was something that I would say to myself, you know, ugly boy. And it's not like paraphrasing. I would, I would just say that. And I don't really know why, but it became like a thought loop, like a fixation. And um, I was like, oh, how great would it be to have a reminder, you know, because I don't see tattoos at all as, as, as anything beyond symbolic and personal you know they can be anything they can be a a slice of pie or they can be a script from your mom's funeral like they can be serious or not um so i got the words ugly boy you know tattooed on the back of my legs the great metaphor being that i'm putting it behind me i'm letting go of the past um i started using that moniker online not just on instagram but just you know social media in general and it kind of it kind of caught on um, and, I, you know, a couple of people I shot with, like, they only knew me as Ugly Boy because I just, it was like, it's just an alias. So, you know, for, for dozens of shoots, I, I, I walk up to a photographer or just a friend the first time I see them and, you know, give them a clap and they go, so you're Ugly Boy, right? You're, you're, you're the Ugly Boy. And I'm like, no, that's, my name's Jack. Yeah. <laughs> just Jack. And they're like, Jackson? I'm like, just Jack. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a, uh, it's just an alias, just a little moniker. Nickname. Yeah, yeah, no, well, dude, good for you, like you know, um, reclaiming that um, oh, yeah. past insecurity. Yeah, yeah, like it sounds like a just a, a reclamation of you know your of what you were taught to believe about beauty and. Uh, um, and you're absolutely like you touched on a really important thing, which is um, specifically as it 
applies to men, you know, the, the toxic masculinity that um, comes with body image uh, within men. And I was, dude, I was very much um, a victim of that myself. Like when I was, um, when I was in high school, you know, I was really, really skinny. Um, I was a twig, you know, and I didn't have like any muscle mass at all. You know, I like, I didn't go to the gym until I was like 18. And even when I went, I had no idea what I was doing. So like, I, I felt like I didn't um, fit the conventional beauty standards that uh, men are often um, standardized with. And now, yeah. I mean, like, I'm bigger than I used to be. Um, but I, but, you know, in, in many ways, I'm still very much not in that mold of like what it means to be like a conventionally attractive man but traditional yeah 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 and and it's all it's all socially and commercially constructed um you know yeah exactly so um so i think it is really really dope to like reclaim that and be like i look good man i look good (laughs) right yeah yeah and you can and that's the thing is like you can look good in so many ways, right? You know, you can embrace, you know, men should and can embrace different sides of themselves. They can embrace their, their, you know, their quote unquote conventional masculinity, which also doesn't exist. Um, Or they can, you know, embrace their femininity or their lack of gender or their ambiguity with gender. Um, And I feel like that's, a reclamation that we're we're seeing, you know, at least at least promoted more, uh, put more on, on on display. You know, it's not like it, it's new in any way, but it's definitely, uh, you know, coming into the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Like a little over a year ago, like um, I let a couple friends um, try uh, makeup looks on me. It was my first time ever wearing makeup, and right. it's a lot of fun and. Uh, I felt beautiful in a way I'd never felt beautiful before. And um, right. I, I saw, I saw. A, unlock it, you know? Yeah, Layers. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I saw like a tweet recently that was kind of funny. It was like, men don't deserve the eyelashes they have. <laughs> you know, like, and I, <laughs> and I, yeah, like I got a lot of compliments sure. on my eyelashes. <laughs> We're a waste of a good set of big bold lashes. Yeah. So we don't have to take to take care of them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so like when you started doing shoots, um, how would you like, uh, like, I guess like, how do you plan your fits? Do other people like tell you like they want you to look a certain way, or do you mostly choose it yourself? For the, I would say in my personal experience, it's been a lot of my own styling. Um, that's something that, like, to me is is one of the, is is the most one of the most important creative aspects of it. You know, to get to to garner attention, to shoot with people, to get people to want to willingly share their talent with you. You know, you have to you you have to put on a show for yourself. You know, you, you have to strive to look good and to look interesting and to push your style, comfortability, and 
you know, go one day where you're wearing fishnet sweatpants with, you know, kink shoes. And then maybe the next day you're just in, in, in khakis with a button-up shirt tucked in and, and, a, and a tasty chain and like a nice watch. You know, yeah. there's a huge variety. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Especially in my closet. So yeah. uh, I feel like that's, that's just an aspect of it you know, wanting to be a, a model or, or even just a performer and, you know, having a personal style is crucial to that. And obviously we all have our pitfalls where we, you know, we fanboy over one brand too much or, or maybe we're not really like on brand, but um, I definitely, definitely like, I've always taken pride in, in having people be like, oh, go ahead and pick out your own outfit. I know you have good style which is oh, yeah. something that I've, you know, been blessed to hear many times, so. For sure, that, yeah, that's awesome. It's a sign you're doing, you're good, you know Nothing what you're wrong doing. with a deep closet. Yeah, so, so uh, speaking of which, um, like, I know you mentioned a little bit about, like, you thrift. Um, uh, like, how do you feel like you've acquired most of your clothes through that, or, like, yeah. I would say definitely like 25% thrifted, like cheap thrift, you know, uh, the old uh, Midwest thrifters, Dig and Save, St. Vincent de Paul, Rewind, Goodwill, you know, Bottom Barrel, Flea Markets, <laughs> Garage Sales, yeah, all Wholesaling. Wherever, all of them, yeah. Yeah. I've gone to, I've driven out to many a uh, uh, estate sale for you know, some ugly cardigan with an embroidered rose in it or, <laughs> or, or, you know, gone on eBay for like a vintage California raisins t-shirt. <laughs> so. Nice. What is the, uh, what's the latest, uh, thing you've, uh, you've snagged, uh, latest fit? Uh, there's a piece that I really wanted to get from a recent collaboration between, um, LA streetwear brand pleasures, which is something that I wear a lot. Uh, they're, they, they're, they're like many, you know, growing brands in LA. They have their, they have their, uh, you know, their ups and downs, but I think that they've been heavy delivering for like two, three years, cool graphics, cool collabs. Um, I bought this jacket from them. That's got Stonehenge wraparound printed all over it. And oh, wow. like this, in this like grainy intentional, like, uh, kind of conspiracy feeling photograph, uh, and it's a, a gigantic puffer windbreaker. So I'll be wearing that all winter for sure. Uh, not really a thrift, just uh, you know, bought it in a queue when their second summer season dropped, and <laughs> probably spent a little too much money on it, but it's cool. So there you go. Hey, it's that uh, self investment. Uh, we love to see it. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like, I mean, most of the clothes I've bought recently have been, um, I've been trying to uh, support. So like, obviously I'm very inclined in the Milwaukee music scene and uh, I've been just buying a lot of clothes from local orgs and local movements and stuff. So I wanted to buy local band and artist shirts. So that's a lot of what I've been spending my money on lately. Right. Oh, dude, I'm 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 the first person to grab like a local band merch tee. Yeah. Uh, all the hitters in Madison are 
or when you could still go to concerts. Right. Um, especially the small stuff. Um, always trying to buy local. Uh, also, just do a lot of like buying and selling to my friends. Um, I buy from my friend Sam Walner all the time, Alex Heisel all the time, mm. Ellie Harris, you know, my coworkers, I buy stuff off of them. And then in return, they buy something from me or they plug me to their friend to sell them that sweater that they really wanted. So, <laughs> hell yeah. There you go. Yeah, that works out. Um, so, uh, so, um, what have been, uh, some, uh, shoots you've done lately? Um, wow. The most recent shoot I did with, was with this really sweet guy. His name was, um, uh, August, Augustus or August, August. I want to say it's, his name is literally August. Sure. Uh, with an E, uh, Voss, super nice kid. Uh, met him on Instagram, just saw each other's photos, liked them, followed each other, DM'd each other, got coffee was like, hey, there's a cool alleyway by my house. He's like, wow, I've never peeked that alleyway. Do you want to go shoot some photos over there? That's just how it always happens. Um, yeah. And he's, he went and, you know, he always was shooting for Frank Productions in Madison. Uh, he actually used to shoot with one of my friends and would just cover concert series. And now he shoots a food and cooking show in Wanakee. Uh, online um also takes photos still recreationally cool guy um that was the last shoot i did it was pretty grungy i was just wearing some sweater with my hair all wet matted down because it had been raining and just you know sat on top of a trash can vaulted on this uh giant metal beam you know yeah city yeah. shit <laughs> totally totally i remember yeah that that's dope like it's cool how you can just sort of like, you know, instinctively manipulate your surroundings, your environment, the atmosphere into something you think would be aesthetically pleasing that you can, that can help, that can be a, become a part of your brand. Um, I mean, that's the right. best instinct to have. It's, you're just, yeah, you're just capturing your memory. Uh, you're just capturing a memory with that person. And yeah. I, I know that like, that's, that's pretty corny. But I, I like that sentimental, you know, nature, you know. I, I, I remember all of my shoots for one reason or another, you know. Whether it's the awesome quality of the photos that get returned to me and, you know, the joy of sharing those to my friends, family, and on social media. Or the, the deep interpersonal relationship I might build with that person. Some of my best friends are, are people that I just was originally shooting with. Or, or, or maybe they're not even a best friend, but they're just people that I appreciate so much. You know, creatively, I respect their talent. I see the, the, the work that they've put in over the years on their craft and how much they've changed. And, like, I only hope that I can be perceived by others, you know, the way that I perceive my, my friends and my fellow creatives. Um, you know, getting paid is definitely a legitimized uh, sorry, uh, something that makes you feel legitimized. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I did, I did some paid work in Milwaukee uh, and in Madison and in Chicago and then very briefly in L.A. And here and there, you know, a few hundred dollars or one time, you know, a few thousand. And, like, that's just rare. So 
I, I've never been signed, unfortunately. I've attempted, uh, but it's it's neither here nor there. I don't. I just take it in stride, um, and I've never really let it become, you know, my everything. Just a a crap. Yeah, man, you're. I feel like just definitely the older I've gotten, I've cared a lot more about not only appearance, but also, like, what I wear. Um, right. Like, I never, I used to hate shopping. Yeah. I used to hate right. shopping when I was, when I was a kid. And now, like, you know, when I get paid or when, like, I get some money for, like, from, like, the holiday or for my birthday or something, like, a lot of times, like, I remember there was one point I just really wanted a pair of, like, purple pants. And I just, I, mm-hmm. I, I was collecting um, multicolored khakis for a long time. And uh, purple was like the only uh, color I didn't have. So um, right. once I uh, got some money, I went straight to Urban Outfitters, got me a pair of uh, purple khakis. BDG chinos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's it's inspiring to hear a lot of this because, like, um, you know, it, it it um like my mom is really into thrifting, so like um, I should probably go more often because you never know what you can find that could um, accommodate right. your style or your aesthetic, you know. So, right. yeah. and the worst thing you can do is buy clothes from you know that are that are uh, you know made abroad um, for under a living wage and you know buying just buying things that are made in the u.s not for the semantics of nationalism but just so that you know that the ethical treatment of the workers yeah. and the environment are are safe and up to code um also you're you're giving money back to uh people that desperately need it so you know that's why i try to buy from brands that are located in the u.s or are verified imports or a lot of upcycled clothing, a lot of thrifted clothing and, and traded clothing. But, uh, you know, I'm, I've definitely got my, uh, uh, my bad habit would be shoes. Uh, I've got a massive shoe collection and it's really hard to ethically source shoes. So I would say that's definitely something that's like a pratfall, you know, it's just a sure. uh, part of the, part of the game. If you, you love shoes if you have a, a shoe obsession then it's it's hard to get uh, uh fairly made shoes you know sure yeah what's um speaking of which what's your latest uh uh purchase of shoes let me let me show you let me grab it so i actually got these a little while ago i wouldn't say that they're brand new uh but they're thrifted so i'm not going to show you something right out of the box or anything i work yeah. at a shoe store so I'm kind of biased. I get a lot of shoes, you know, for cheap. Um, but, but these are uh, um, Nike Match Court 2s. And you can see them here. Very nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, they got a lot of personality. Yeah. I've already beat them up a lot. I've already beat them up a lot. So, <laughs> um, but they're just, they're old, uh, you know, rehashed colorway tennis shoes. Um, it's called the Match Court Light 2. It's got a nice little embroidered Nike logo that subs out that swoosh 
um, that they're known for. And it's a flat-footed shoe because it's just for tennis. And I really like it for skating. And it's got suede where you need it. So it's just a nice shoe, tasty nice. little shoe. Hell I don't yeah. know, it was like maybe 70 bucks, 60 bucks, can't remember. Sure. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for showing us that. Uh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I, my, my partner, like, she likes to remark on how worn a lot of my shoes are. I'm not like a big shoe guy, you know, I got, right. I'm the kind she of, just, I wear this, yeah, I just wear the same pair for like a year and then until it's falling apart. Ben, I literally wish I was like that. I wish I was like that because I would save money. I'd be, I'd have like a more, you know, pragmatic outlook on things. Like if I could just be utilitarian and like wear the same shoes and wear the same comfortable outfit, I feel like I'd be a, a more well-rounded person, but <laughs> I am the eccentric person I am because of my giant, uh, you know, collection of clothes. So yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but that's the, I, Frankly, um, I think I need to broaden my wardrobe with not only some more colorful things, but also just a greater variety of texture and material and garments. You yeah. know, like I, yeah. it's, it kind of goes back to, it's cliche, but it's just the whole look good, feel good mentality and I think there's the more effort I put into the my appearance you know like it's just the better the more you feel like you're gonna accomplish that day um and uh, yeah I definitely have better days when I take the time to put together a good fit and then I walk out the door feeling confident and then yeah. sometimes I'll do that and then I'll walk out the door and I'll feel not so confident after about 10 steps or worse, I drop my whole coffee on my all-white outfit, and then I still got to go to work, you know, looking like that, looking like 101 Dalmatians. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Um, that is terrible. I Yeah. It's, it's also hard. One of the biggest um, wrenches thrown into uh, planning fits out here has been quarantine because, you know, we're staying at home most of the time. And right. – I like you know a lot of times I'm not even wearing. The back burner, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm not even wearing pants most of the time, so you know. <laughs> I'm like, not pants right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, wait, you're not supposed to wear you're not supposed to wear pants in a Zoom call, right? I thought that was like a consensus. That's right. No, I'm I'm actually literally not wearing them right now. Because... <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, I'm not sure what kind of Zoom call this is, but. Yeah, I well. It's just because uh, that's kind of the beauty of Zoom, you know. So, I but You're comfortable. Point, You're comfortable. yeah, yeah. And point being is like, yeah, I I like normally I would, yeah. Normally I think, you know, definitely the 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 um, the anticipation for like a good outfit would be there. But if it wasn't so, if we weren't so isolated and you know society right. wasn't on, you know, such a hiatus right now. Um, but right. um, this is an inspiring talk. I don't talk to models very often. Um, and it's, it's a good reminder that like I should. I'm flattered. Yeah, it's, it's a good reminder to like, um, you know, to make that investment in aesthetics and into just expanding like what could 
become a look you may dominate and own and uh, feel right. confident in. And I see you do that like every week. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Thank you, Ben. That's really sweet of you to say. You're welcome. I you're try, welcome. man. I'm, I, I'm out here. I'm out here trying. I hope people see that. So. So, Jack, uh, simple question. Uh, jeans or khakis? Ooh, jeans. I'm a, I'm a fan of denim. I got every kind of denim you can think of, um, man. I got it all. Yeah, I, I can't do jeans. I only have one pair of jeans. One pair? Yeah, one pair. Oh, I used man. To, I, I, I don't... To, I, I'm just going to give you some jeans, man. I'm going <laughs> to give you some. <laughs> well, if you uh, got a... What the fuck is my size? It's like... I think I'm like 30... Two thirty-one, thirty-four, thirty-two, thirty-four, something like that. Dude, I'm a thirty-two, thirty-two. You, you probably fit most of my pants. So okay, great. Well, if you want to shoot some <laughs> jeans, <laughs> I'll just send some. I'm definitely, I'm a khakis guy. I've just always right. preferred the texture of khakis. Like Jake from State Farm, right? That's right, Jake from State Farm. Sorry, that was a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've always preferred khakis kind of in conclusion here is like what are some goals you have uh with your creative uh endeavors in the next couple months um i've got i've got a couple of shoots planned uh you know projects if you will um in the works with some old friends and want to do this like really elaborate staged um kind of we call it we call it um punk dinner um, and it's just going to be a, a bunch of like traditional punk and like hardcore dress, uh, like a lot of leather and studs and belts and, and, and chink chains and um, all sorts of, you know, pleated pants and shit, like very British, very British and, uh, you know, 70s uh, punk aesthetic um, with, you know, a, a table set for the queen though. So, um, with with uh we're gonna have a videographer and a cinematographer on that and it's gonna be i, I don't know uh <laughs> like a my chemical romance music video about a photo shoot oh, nice. <laughs> hell yeah fuck yeah um, hey that's, got, then, that's got some edge yeah um i uh obviously there's not a lot being done casting wise or travel wise because of covid um but uh i've been you know, I personally trying to build up my, my black book portfolio, which is when you get all of your best work, you know, printed out in the prints and then, you know, put into a physical book. Um, and it's, it's taken me two years to finally do that. And I thought maybe I was behind the curve in my own field. So finally have a, a portfolio in development um, and going to be applying to agencies again in the fall um, as things start to hopefully uh, safely open back up. Um, and ideally moving to Chicago by December, which op obviously opens up the world to creativity compared at least to Madison. Um, so yeah, just, just one cool shoot in the works. Uh, obviously, things have been sleepy. It's hard to network when no one wants to get together and shoot. So, yeah. 
yeah um definitely i will yeah like for one that that shoot sounds grand i look forward to seeing the results and uh, right chicago is yeah you're right it's a massive market but one that is i mean it depends on what kind of creative you are but there's so much merit to being in just such a hugely immersive scene like that so and not to mention chicago has so much um spectacular like scenic beauty um both naturally and yeah. in the urban Talent, and, financial yeah. opportunity <laughs> yeah um, and then obviously right. you know i didn't really mention it before but i've been working for august the, the shoe store in madison the streetwear and high street store um for many years now uh know rob bohan the owner very well and you know, been styling and, and shooting with them for, for years, you know, Jordan Walner and Marcel Clementson and my roommate and peer, uh, Gabe Oviawe, you know, all shot intermittently, you know, <laughs> on and off for August. Um, and that's been a really, really important factor in my creative life. You know, the opportunities that Rob's given me and the people that I've met in August and just learning you know, the, the fleshed out world of fashion, you know, not just fashion the way that I had been, had perceived it before, but also in a retail sense, you know, the buying and the selling and the, and the brand appreciation and what makes a garment valuable. Like I learned all of that from August and, and from the internet. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, fantastic. Jack. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I just gotta say, I'm I'm really, really happy we could um, you know reconnect and catch up and talk about everything you got going on, man. Like, I, yeah, I just, I'm really proud of you for how far you've come, and I think that you you've got a very great handle on what you want to do with your image and with your um, fashion and. You know everything that like it, it sounds right. like you have like you know some some very good goals ahead of you and um yeah man i'm just i'm really happy like that you're doing this and i wish you the best of luck my friend i appreciate that man a lot a lot um i really respect you for you know the commitment to your show and the fact that you you know you never gave up the gun and like you've built an audience for yourself like a dedicated you know, a series of watchers. Like, that's so cool. Like, I've been watching it from the beginning, you know. I've always seen it as something like, like, every time one comes out, I'm like, oh, dude, shit, I'm still doing this. I got to watch this right now. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, you, I'm, yeah, like, I always get the ugly boy circa, you know, like, my, uh, likes the nice guy uh, episode. And I, I always appreciate it, man. I appreciate oh, that I, you've been watching. Always, always. And yeah. I'm glad you could be a part of it. So, um, yeah. so Jack. Thanks for having me. Dude. I've been wanting, I, I mean, obviously, I've been wanting to do this since last summer with you. So, yeah. So, that being said, um, the final, the closing questions, uh, Jack, uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Oh, my God. A lot, a lot. Um, uh, wow. Definitely uh unresolved issues still working through you know with therapy 
uh, at 23, which we all desperately need, especially men, um, especially men. Retweet. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of unlearning to do. I have a lot of unlearning to do. And I would say the thing that keeps me up at night is probably how I've, I've treated people close to me in the past. Uh, definitely the thing that, that keeps me up at night the most, the most frequent. Sure. Um, or, or makes me feel, you know, listful or sad or filled with regret would definitely be the hurt that I've caused my former partners, uh, my former friends and lovers, um, you know, not, and not in an extreme sense in any way, just, just, you know, you know, you know, lying, petty lying, you know, trying not to be so devious in my intentions, you know, growing to understand other people as autonomous human beings yeah. and, and see that, that you aren't the focus of everyone's affection or attention, you know, being a model, it's hard to let go of ego, uh, but that's something that I struggled with, still struggle with, still struggle with. So that's another thing that uh, I would say is a demon on my shoulder. So ego and regret. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I appreciate you sharing all that because, you know, that keeps me up at night too. Um, yeah. What puts you to sleep? Uh, weed. Weed. And weed, 100%. And um, puts me to sleep. Uh, knowing that I, you know, I have this healed relationship with my family, my friends, and I've got enough money to keep the lights on and keep myself mobile and employed. And that's what helps me sleep is is the bare minimum is being comfortable and beloved uh and having a decent mattress even though it's you know a shitty twin <laughs> um, uh still uh just being able to focus on the good things the simpler things you know friends family growth and and you know, always a little bit of cannabis. So. All right. That's right. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jack. Um, um, for everyone watching. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. For everyone watching, uh, you can uh, check out Jack's uh, modeling work at uh, at ugly boy circa underscore. And uh, we'll be looking uh, at what he, uh, you know, how he continues to build his, uh, his modeling career uh, in the months to come, and uh, we love to see it. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time.